0: Thanks for joining us today. You are listening to one of our partner shows. It is the Tour Coach Podcast with Tony Ruggiero. He has some phenomenal guests on, talking about teaching tour pros. He'll have his players on. It's always a great show. Today was another great episode. I wanna share that with you here on the Golf Science Lab Podcast. Let's get into it. All
1: right, so here we are. Where are we, Wayne? Now, I mean, I know where we are. We're in Trump Doral, but uh, we're at the Champions Grill downstairs here. 1st Dew Do-Sweeper Retreat down here at the Rick Smith Performance Center. A couple of guests: Ryan Smith in town from North Carolina, observing and watching and hang out. Second time you've done it. Cody McBride, one of our illustrious students this week from No Laying Up. He's going to teach me how to do a podcast and social media at the end of this retreat. But uh, and Wayne O the Drano Wayne Flint hanging out with me. We had Colby. 2 a.m. with us today. He had a drive back home, but uh, thought we'd knock out a tour coach podcast. And uh, I mean, these are like my—I told you guys, these are my favorite things to do. More fun than teaching tour players. I think we got some young guys that could become tour players out of it, which is to me the fun part. But uh, I thought it'd be good to talk a little bit. And I want to start with you, Cody. Talk a little bit about one. What the hell made you decide to come to, <laughs> to hang out with us? I mean, you guys. Get to do some of the coolest stuff in golf. If you follow you guys on social media and all the stuff you guys do, how the hell did you end up with us here?
0: Yeah, well, thank you for that amazing
1: introduction, by the way. And <laughs> I mean, you're a good player, thank really you. good player. Thank you. Uh, you guys do some of the coolest stuff in golf, and that's why you guys at No Lay have had so much success and it's breaking barrier boundaries golf's not as stuffy right bringing it to the masses i was just curious how the hell you found a fat italian guy that (laughs) likes to listen to a wingman while he's teaching and drinks wine
0: yeah so i I started following you uh, quite a while ago on on instagram and i think what i uh, you know i've told you this is immediately what drew me into it is that it was just you and there was no you know you're not trying to push anything you're just out there with your guys and it didn't matter if it was a tour player or if there's a junior player you're just out there on the range having a good time and i think the first thing that i saw is one of your winter retreats he had with all the the tour players down there and and it just looked like a ton of fun and that's when i started following and then listened to the podcast and listened to almost every podcast that you put out and, you know, I've, I've learned a lot from it. You've had some awesome guests. Good, 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 good guys. Yeah. And, and honestly, it's kind of an honor now to sit here at one of these dinner podcasts because I always think, what the hell are they actually doing <laughs> recording a well, podcast? You're while they're sit, <laughs> sitting around <laughs> eating and drinking. But now I see how the uh, sausage is actually being made. So I, I appreciate the invite to have on and, and phenomenal couple days that we have down here. Why I chose, you know, you now? Because I want to get better. I think that's something that, you know, I've I've had in the back of my mind for a long time and you go out there and you try to do enough things by yourself, but, you know, you can only take it so far and ultimately you're just going to get yourself in trouble. So I wanted to do some form of hard break and and just come up with a game plan and that's breaking everything down from, from full swing to short game and then. Having Kobe down here is awesome, awesome to buddy. yeah, to just, you know, work work on some things in your body that you never really thought about and come up with a plan on how to move forward. And ultimately, just like everybody else, I want to be a better player. And I wouldn't be down here if, if that wasn't the case. It was great. I mean, we have a lot of fun,
1: but I think we get a lot of work done. Yep. You heard my spiel this morning, both of y'all like I and and Wayne's heard it for a zillion years, but with Kobe, like I d I don't think golf's that complicated. Like I think You know, if we can get your face square, we can get that club to swing relatively on the right path or plane, whatever, however you want to call it. And then we can help teach your body to move functionally to deliver the club in the best way that you can. I think we can make you a better player. And, you know, Colby's stuff for me was, has been fascinating. And every time I'm with him with a player, he pulls out some damn exercise I hadn't seen before. And I'm <laughs> like, where do you get that one, you know? And I'm like, if I was him, I'd have like 30 that I just did every week. Yeah. All the day. But every time it's a it's a different one. And uh, I told you this. I, the first time, he's the first trainer that uh, going back to the Smiley Kaufman days, way back in the day. And, uh, you know, a player came to me and said, my trainer wants to know exactly what you're trying to get me to do in my golf swing so he can work specifically on that. Never had had a player, still, other than Colby, never had a trainer. So. Yeah. And then he was the first trainer that ever came, and came to a lesson and did what he did with y'all today, but on the team with a tour player. And I was like, this is way different. And so I started bringing him to all my friends, like Wayne, work with all these people. I was like, man, this is different. Because I thought it was different than sending them to a – gym like him being there doing it while you're working I thought I thought was interesting
0: yeah well the the process that you guys have is phenomenal and I think you know from getting a a swing assessment and seeing where we're at to you you know explaining to me where what is going on majority wrong in my swing Mm -hmm. and being able to break it down from you guys and, and just the swing side of it but having Kobe there and not only like putting bands on you and physically moving you to get you into those positions, but then being like, okay, so finish this swing out. All right. And then takes you to the side and Kobe's going to give you three different exercises to fix and to make whatever thing that we're targeting stronger or looser or whatever it is. You know, he, he has the immediate feedback to where, you know, we were, we've been out hitting balls from nine in the morning till 5:30, 5:30 yeah. 30 so five 30, five 30 before, before we went and, and had some dinner, you know, I, like I said, I went back and showered, and it's the first day in a long time that I was like, man, I'm I'm kind of sore. Like I don't know, you moved even, some stuff, yeah. you had movement. Well, lot. that's true. <laughs>
2: There's a lot of hip
0: opening and closing today that hasn't opened and closed in a long time, so I'm gonna have to see my chiropractor when I go home. But all good stuff, and I think you know how you guys work and pair it together. I don't know why more people don't do it. I'm gonna ask you, Ryan, why
1: did you come? You've come to see me at Frederica before. We couldn't scare y'all, apparently. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, and I appreciate you having me down here to Doral, Tony. It's, um, you know, the the first time I came to see you at Fred, I just wanted to see what I was seeing. I wanted to see if what was going on on Instagram was, was really what was going on. And it was, and it was better than you could have imagined it looking like on social media. And it just, it made sense from the get-go, having at the time you had Morgan, Hale there and she was doing a great great job job, man she does a great job Uh, and jackson and you know i mean you get the the environment the culture the music playing it was just it changed my perspective on what coaching and teaching could look like if you had the right environment which was really cool and so i came back because um i've tried to you know i mean similar to our guy here cody you know listen to basically every podcast and continue to follow you and and I appreciate you taking an interest in my teaching and helping me out with getting a little bit better and that's what I'm trying to do is get a little bit better and you know to have somebody like you reach out you know an olive branch a helping hand and help push my career along a little faster has been super important to me but to watch like this morning man Colby K. Wayne shout out K. Wayne wish he was here with us We'd be drinking and eating healthier. It yeah, <laughs> wouldn't be as that's much right. fun. But.
0: <laughs> probably right. true, right? right? Those burgers that we slammed for dinner
1: probably wouldn't happen. <laughs> I told him I ate like a lettuce wrap. I hope he's not <laughs> <listening>. <laughs> but. But it.
2: But was, it was really cool to hear you guys not shy away from what you wanted the student to do and not coach around it, but to have him there to help the student and Cody. Like, I thought it was really cool. Uh, we started off. We started with off yeah. with Cody, right? And I thought that was. I from- appreciate the VIP treatment.
1: Right? goes Yeah, we did. We
2: did give you a little VIP treatment today. I didn't
1: make you wait around, but uh, public yep. service announcement too. This goes out to we have a lot of teachers that listen to this. I think it's bull. Teachers that try to charge other teachers to come observe them. None of us have anything that's so important we should be charging other people. If we really love the game, and those people out there know who they are, if you really love the game and you're trying to grow it and give back, you shouldn't be charging somebody that wants to come hang out that's just trying to help themselves and get better at their career. Because at some point, somewhere in time, all of us needed some help and probably weren't able to pay for it into my public service announcement. So Wayne, you brought a couple of your young players down. That Pierce is a good young kid. You know, that kid hit some good shots He's out there. He's gonna a too. good player, yeah. Uh, right, Harrison Houston coming back from injury. Right. Which I thought was an interesting aspect to have Colby and us look at why did you bring them down and why, I mean, we've obviously taught together for years and you've been an unbelievable influence on my teaching career.
3: Well, I picked, I picked those two young men specifically because I've, I've seen, you know, I've had another, another young guy, Ward Harris, who's a, he's a fine 2023 guy and, and, uh, brought him to, to, uh, Jupiter in one of our camps and introduced him to Kay Wayne when he was 13 years old. And, he had a little bit of a struggle doing K Wayne's stuff and kids beating and, everybody's and, ass now. And informed us all that he couldn't do it because he was only thirteen. Well, K
1: Wayne lit into him and that's kept his called, nickname now. So Kobe kept um, calling him 13 the whole camp. Because so, this kid you know, was and, laying on the floor at Joey D's. Kobe's hammered him, trying to get him to do stuff. And he's like, I can't, I'm only thirteen. And he kept calling it Kobe called him thirteen the rest of the camp. So it, that kid took it to heart and and he's
3: done his stuff, and I've, you know, I've watched all the schools that we've done together, and all the teaching you and I've done together, and I've watched what K Wayne does and how he does it. and I mean, it's a total game changer. So I wanted to introduce young Pierce to K Wayne because, you know, he's a year behind Ward, and 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 he's, you know, already showing great promise in, you know, SJGT tournaments God, and that kind of, of stuff. He hits a bunch of good shots, and he's learned how to shoot low, and and. Uh, the other young gentleman, Harrison, is coming off post-op surgery, what, in August, I think he said, and, you know, I wanted to get him down here before he starts his semester in college. I want to make sure he doesn't hurt himself again, and, you know, we talked, you know, talked with Kay Wayne and you this morning, and and want to get a specific plan for him where he can, where he can do the rehab, where he doesn't hurt himself again and have to have another surgery and another surgery, and. You know, so I, I specifically got those guys because, you know, I, I I wanted to help Pierce get a jump start on his, you know, his college search because he's a good player and and I wanted Harrison to do it so he didn't get hurt again. Both great young men and you know, kind of kind of the culture we have with all these kids here. Whether your students or my students, it really doesn't matter. They're all they're all a bunch of really good kids and you know they're all friends with all the other guys and you know it's a it's a big team team atmosphere, and and I don't, for whatever reason, it sure does seem to work because they all play pretty good.
1: Cody, I'm going to shift this back to you since you're like the actual student here. How is this different? Is it what you thought it would be, and how is it different? Talk about the culture and how everybody together, because it's different, I think, than what, like, most golfers. we've talked a little bit about him, obviously, at Rick Smith's place, and he's an icon in the teaching industry. I mean, he's a legend with all he's done with jack and phil and all those people have been nice enough and kevin kirk let me come down but i think what i do is a little bit non-traditional based on you know some of the people that probably here before probably look at it and think i'm a nut job they're probably right But
0: the first thing that stood out to me is that i mean how many of us are down here Eighty eight, eight 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 nine? yeah we had jillian hollis hanging right. out with us a little today which i thought was cool So eight, nine students, you got, you know, you, Wayne and and Kobe here today, but I've done a lot of these teaching days and it would be very easy for you to be like the majority of other golf instructors that are out there that sell this thing to 25 to 30 people, have lawn chairs set out and you go (laughs) bury yourself in a bunker trying to teach people how to hit a you know, a little high high flop or a high sand shot out of there, (laughs) you know. And ultimately, when you're trying those golf schools, people don't learn anything. I don't think
1: so. You know,
0: here we spent, I've had more one-on-one time with you guys today than I've had since I was 11 years old with an instructor. And obviously I had a pretty big break in my golf playing days because of military and stuff like that. But you know it's phenomenal so you have a a very you know tight student to teacher ratio you guys are i wouldn't say helicoptering around you're you're letting us go you're giving us drills giving us feels and we're going out and figuring it out and it's a complete basically open schedule you you tell us what to do we go out and hit some balls we want to take a break go take a break if you want to go watch and learn and, and see what's going on in the bay you're more than welcome to do it i like that i and, like people hanging out right and I ultimately cool. the hang is from a 16 year old high school kid trying to figure out what he wants to do with his life Correct. for what he knows all the way up to you know the guys that are senior in college to mini tour players to you know professional podcasters that's what i'm going to label myself is that, i uh, thought you were a chief <laughs> and uh You know, it runs the gamut. You know, it's cool to see what each individual is able to pick up and learn from. Because from a 16-year-old kid learning from a freshman, a sophomore, a senior in college, to the mini tour player that's here, like, it's it's incredible. I think I knew that's what was going to be the case coming in. I just didn't know how you put it all together.
1: Uh, And I also, but I think that, like, I've had people say, like, well why do you have a well, it doesn't matter like a business person whatever that's a mid whatever joint I'm like because I think everybody can learn something from everybody yeah right you rode with Will McFadden today and Will comment on the side man like that guy's great man. like cool like, right <laughs> Like, but like everybody can learn something from everybody yeah and not every person here is going to be a tour player yep you've obviously done great things being in the military and then retiring and now you've got another great career but like not everybody's going to be a tour player. Those kids can learn something, right? And I think that golf and most of life is a relationship business anyways. And uh, I mean, I think those relationships are invaluable. Yeah, absolutely. And I was fortunate. I, Wayne knows this. Like, I was one of those kids. Like, my dad was, you know, played a lot with my dad and grandfather. But, like, I grew up in men's locker rooms growing up at the clubs my parents played at. And, and my dad played at. And... You know, I can remember going to one of my first job interviews, and it turned out to be an insurance sales job where they were recruiting me to, like, whatever, but uh, I think it was, like, Primerica Financial or something like <laughs> I'm probably not getting them as a sponsor now, but but uh, I remember calling one of the guys that was a successful businessman at the club, I practiced that, that I knew from hanging out in the locker room, and... And, it, and I asked him, and he kind of prepped me for the interview and did all that, right? Yep. Like, and because, again, I mean, you know, I just think I look back on that, and I was like, that's kind of what I want to turn these into, like nine guys in a locker room getting better at golf. And it doesn't, I mean, not everybody has to be a college kid or a junior. And I like the juniors hanging out with the college kids and hanging out with adults because I think we couldn't do a better job making kids more responsible for themselves
0: and well uh, kids kids need to be kids but also like kids need to have the opportunity to like grow up and mature Mm -hmm. and you know parents are the most important thing that you have in your life Mm -hmm. but you know there's a lot of people out there that are not the best parents Mm -hmm. and those people usually come out with some pretty horrible kids Mm -hmm. and it's kind of weird to be in the golf business and you see a bunch of kids who have been given everything their entire lives. You know, I'm sure you've run into this before, but, like, those kids, the kids that are here are not that. They all have really good heads on their shoulders, and it doesn't matter, you know, what it is. You talked about not everybody's going to end up being a professional golfer. Yeah. And what these kids can learn from, you know, somebody who's a mid-am, somebody that's involved in business and everything else like that. Even if you end up being a professional golfer, there are things that you're learning here. It doesn't matter who it is. It could be from anybody that you run into. And if you're not using each opportunity that you have as a teaching moment to teach yourself about life, about business, about success and failure, what the hell are they even doing? you know and, and if you know there's kids out there that say they got it they got it all figured out well cool just go back to that the back of the range and keep on banging balls man yep Cause see how that works that, that life is not the life that I want it's not the life that I want my kids to have and ultimately that kid's not going to be successful
1: one of the best lessons I ever got was walking into a pro-am with Tom Kite back in the day and I remember asking somebody about a pro-am and he told me that Guy remembered him or something, and he would say he said that after every pro am on the flight home from the tournament, he had stationary wrote thank you notes to every person in yeah. the pro am, personalized, and then he mailed them from the airport or whatever when he landed. Most people don't do that. But then you look at how long he's played, how successful he's been. Like I, I just think that's a. But I think those are lessons you learn around people that have been very successful. I think that's the whole point. You can learn something from anybody that's been successful.
0: I mean, if you just look at like the current professional golf landscape, you know, uh, Abraham answer phenomenal player. Right. Lives in South Texas. Everybody knows Abraham now because of Tequila Company or because of the clothing line. All of that started because of a relationship that he built somebody at a pro am. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. He met him at a pro am. Turns out to be his business partner now who has, you know, two very successful companies. The PGA Tour doesn't do that stuff anymore. They don't take the time to write thank you notes or anything else like that. The LPGA Tour does. In fact, you know, Seth Watt made it mandatory for them to write thank you notes back to their the partners that they played with in the LPGA Tour because he knew that those relationships that they had either created or maintained based off multiple years going to the same events are the most important thing, not only to that individual tournament, but to the tour because those are the sponsors. Those are the people that are paying the money. I can go out on a, a team at a PGA Tour pro-am afterwards and ask the guys hey who who are the ams that you played with today I don't know man <laughs> you know yeah. because to them it's just another day where they gotta go out and entertain some people and I get it it's a lot but you know later in life who knows what those relationships are gonna not turn into It's gonna be Tiger, DJ yeah. Jason Day or whatever
1: yeah. right? you know not everybody's gonna have a career like that so kind of circle this background I'll start it with you since the phones over there Cody like with social media and all of this, it's changed the golf business. I think it's changed a lot of the golf instruction and the way people get information about the game for good or bad. Where do you see it going? And I mean, what do you like a lot of the stuff that's done? And I'm gonna ask everybody, but, uh, but it's an interesting question. I think that uh, a lot of people, I still think the best way to get better is to still go in person. And build a relationship because i still think the best way you get better is have somebody that really believes and cares about you yeah. and puts effort in
0: but how do you see it i i think it's very good overall i mean you're connecting people that you would never be able to connect with if you didn't live in that area or have the means to travel and go meet the other thing is that i wouldn't have a damn clue who you were if it wasn't for this smartphone true you know so, what would where would I be? Something that's in a hundred mile radius for me because I'm gonna look at the top, you know, golf digesters, top 100 teachers in the state or whatever it's gonna be, you know. And I'm gonna dream of going and getting a lesson from a you or a Claude or you know a, anyone else like that. But I'm realistically, fun, blog, yeah. <laughs> but realistically, that's that's probably not gonna happen. I'm gonna find my, my local golf pro. Now, on the swing instruction side of it, I think it's been very beneficial because you are able to make those connections. You're able to, you know, send videos back and forth. You're able to put random videos out and have professionals look at it. And also the world who thinks they're professionals to comment on it and probably say, ah, oh, this looks like trash. You can put Tiger's swing up from 2000 and people would say, this is the worst golf swing I've ever seen in my life. It's unbelievable. And you're like, what are, you, what are you talking about? This is perfection. Mm-hmm. But somebody's always gonna pick into it. The negative sides of it is that realistically, you know, golf swing and instruction, it's not like there's huge evolutions or new things that come out. But everybody has a way of doing their things. And previously, the way that you would get that information is for an instructor to write a book, put out a DVD, VHS... Talking to you, Wayne. Here VHS you back in your <laughs> on, day. Yeah. Uh, oh my
1: God! You should have seen him back when he had the pickle. Oh, I'm you sure. gotta hear this. He had he filmed you and he put you on the screen. First person I ever. It's the only pickle I ever saw, actually. <laughs> and he pulled this thing up and he had this little pen that had a little light on it. And he could draw on the screen of his TV. It's called "How much you pay for the pickle?" I think it was like fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah. No, back in the day. <laughs> yeah.
3: No
0: easy. No what? easy task. Oh my God. Do you still have it? I still have it. I'm sure. We need to bring that. Yeah, yeah, out. yeah. And, and, you know, or open up a, a golf magazine and you'd have, a, you know, a 30, 30 stills laid across and saying, oh, these are, you know, frames of a golf swing. That's where you got the information. Now, you po- open up your phone. You're putting golf swings out there. You name any other teachers putting golf swings out there or you're putting your students' swings out there with voiceovers of what they're doing wrong. So theoretically, you're putting out information that's like, probably should get paid for. That I can see the negative side of that. But I think it's going to continue. I think with, you know, not just Instagram, but whatever the, the metaverse is going to turn into. Like there's going to be a point where like you're going to put on some VR goggles and I'm going to put on VR goggles and we're going to be in a make-believe room in cyberspace, and you're going to be able to put hands on me, and I'm going to be able to feel it, and you're going to give me a, a, a cyber instruction, just like we're standing in I the same what that's room together. Do for dating. Well, let's not go. I can't get in trouble. We're not going to be in those rooms. Is it that that was my first thought about what you were saying. <laughs> Hope Yvonne's not listening. Yeah, exactly. I'll be cruising for wife number five. <laughs> <laughs> One for the thumb. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy, but, I, I, you know, the future is, I think, very bright. I think that as much as there the negative sides of social media, there's a ton of positives that are out there. And that's not just saying for me because we're primarily, like, a social media company.
1: But I think all of what we used to think of as our information source, the magazines. Yeah. I grew up a golf magazine, golf digest guy. I remember reading Golf Digest and Golf Magazine at my grandfather's house. He kept them on top of the pretzel can and everything, and I'd read them at his house. But like, to me, Instagram is just Golf Magazine and Golf Digest, basically. You get, it's the same Only instead of it being still pictures, we were able to watch videos and then read. And to me, the guys that were the best from the Golf and Golf Digest and those, the writers, those people, have shifted to doing stuff yeah. with me,
0: you know? You know, I'll say this. I watch, I watch a ton of swing videos on Instagram. And, like, I end up getting in these rabbit holes because they're not American or English-speaking teachers. Like, I follow a ton of Korean golf That's instructors. And it is amazing, like, not just the quality that they put out there, but, like, watching some of their moves and how they interact with their students and everything else like that blown away by it. So again, without social media, I would never be watching or even knowing of any of that stuff. Now, going we're going to
1: limit what you watch when you leave.
0: <laughs> this. Ryan, what do you think about it? What,
1: tell us how is how is social media? I mean, one is you've been with us now. How is this different from other stuff? And then how has media changed what you're doing?
2: Well, I, th- I mean, social media to me is just like anything else. It's got its pros and cons, but like you said earlier, Tony, I didn't get all of the, you can't get everything that you want to get out of, especially for me in my position as a young coach coming up, my goal to be here is to learn and get a little bit better. You really still can't get that in any other way, shape, or form than, like you said, going and observing and, you know, hopping in a car, hopping in a plane, and you don't get to see what people are really working on. You get to see maybe the end result. Yeah. Right. But you don't get to really see what the ins and outs were. It's like, okay, well, all this guy's uh, ex-coach, all of his guys look like this. So if I do this, then, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I think to me, you don't get to see the relationships that are built. Like, I mean, shout out to Hendo. I met him at Fred. It was cool to see him again today. How much better is that? so much better? right and to to, that that was cool to me to see you know he's not really that super active on social media so year ago that kid Kendo you said
1: kid came to us he was shooting in the mid upper 80s now he's playing college golf yeah I mean that's amazing it's
2: amazing but to Cody's point the same thing like I got exposed to the do sweeper and your your crew through social media so i do think it's a positive but i used it just as a vehicle to further our relationship and actually come down here and watch you teach and watch you work with the people and the people that you expose your juniors to which is something that i'm working on myself right now is i think it's a great idea to expose these kids to as much information outside of just traditional golf instruction the biomechanics the physical fitness stuff that that k wayne does the you know the mental size i know you guys work with dr greg carton and i've reached out oh, to you gotta meet doc you know
1: he's good at drinking wine with us
0: <laughs> i was gonna say i don't know i don't know if i need another mental coach in my life <laughs> <laughs> that's where we, we you think my golf swing has issues Oh, wait until he opened this thing up. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't wait. I can't wait to get Doc involved. <laughs> awesome stuff.
1: Waino, yep. you're kind of the senior statesman at this table, which means you're older. Yeah, <laughs> oldest. And you, were, and you were talking about VHS states, which I never do anymore. <laughs> um, talk about... A little bit about why you like the team coaching. Because I do think the whole team stuff is a little different. Like, I think you go to a lot of places and you got a teacher kind of take you through it. But I think, I don't think of any of us that teach together. As one's the main guy or one's more the other guy, we're all equals and we're all the same, and we can all jump in. None of us like we kind of all know like when to jump in and not. I think that's part of the art of it, but we all jump in. Yeah, talk about that.
3: Well, I think you know if if, being the older guy, I don't, I'm not quite as active on social media as some of the younger guys. We're going to get Cody
1: to take yours over for the day. We're going to (laughs)
3: take it. Although I do try, (laughs) I do try, and I do try to put stuff out. You know raising my kids when they do good, and, I think that's and important. stuff like that, I think it is, and, and I think the information that's out there on social media is fabulous. I think all the YouTube videos, all that stuff, I, I think all that stuff is great. I think the one disconnect that, that students need to figure out is they have to figure out if that information is for them, or it's just information and entertainment and it can be both but they have to at some point i think they have to go to somebody like tony myself some good teacher somebody who's actually made somebody better before they got to get a good program that's specifically made for them and then i think they have to use social media for what it is an entertainment vehicle an information vehicle and then they have to be smart enough to be able to sort it out and uh you know when they when they do that they should be able to push themselves you know in a better direction fundamentally in their golf game now the team coaching thing I don't think anything ever will substitute for a one-on-one relationship with a teacher you gain trust you gain their you know you show them that you care about them you care about them as people I mean I've done it long enough now where you know I get wedding invitations from kids (laughs) that I used to teach and I get you know baby announcements and 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 those things are fantastic and you know I I'm I'm teaching the third generation of a a family where I taught the, the brother, the two sisters, the mom, the dad. Now I'm teaching the grandchildren. So <laughs> that means I'm getting older, I know, but but you know those relationships once you once you build them they they last for a long time and and I think that's that's the great thing about golf. It's a great thing about teaching. It's the art of teaching is building the relationship as well as instilling the fundamentals into the people's games. And, you know, the only way to do that is through time. And that's something special we have here is we get to watch all the kids that were here today. Most of them have been with us for four or five years. Which I think makes more. It, I and think makes
1: know? it easier to do this format when the majority of the people you've seen before, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's why I started with you, because we hadn't seen you before. Most of the kids like I saw some of them last week so they know what they're working on. Yeah. You know, so I do think that when you have a group of people that all knows each other, it makes it easier to have. If we just threw in eight randos that none of us knew, it'd probably be a little harder to, yeah. it probably would be a little
3: harder. Yeah, you're to trying to, to get this, to right. know them all at the right. same time. You probably you know? have
1: to do more with the eight chairs out there and do a presentation, but this type of thing, like, felt like we could start with you and then get, get you on your program and then everybody else
2: just kind of cycle through. Right. And that's, That is the thing that social media doesn't doesn't really have. It's it's really difficult to get a personalized plan or a program. Like Cody's going to walk away today, knowing how to set up in a more balanced position. He's going to he's going to get know where his hips need to be before he even starts the club back. He struggled with it though. He you was know? even uh, he was slipping on the range after. Yes, yeah. and, and uh, oh, sore, man. it was. <laughs> I thought it's it was really a cool, day. man. It's been a long day. <laughs> riding around. In the golf cart, I mean, to get to the silver course from the clubhouse is like a thirty-minute Uber ride, <laughs> right? But riding you got ramp, stove
1: up just on the know, way to yeah. the. But,
2: but riding, uh, riding with Wayno, I learned a lot. Just riding in the cart with him, and we got to uh, when we got to the golf course watch the guys hit some balls and and really see how they played but at the end when we did the little putting thing on 18 green with Wayno and you and what is it Birch Mm -hmm. and uh, McFadden McFadden, and Wayno was telling you know trying to help him with his grip and his and his setup and all that stuff and then it was cool to hear McFadden and Birch's take because they've they've both heard that before and they both did it like the same but a little bit differently and I thought that was a really cool thing for him to hear the same thing said two different ways but all trying to get you to get better and 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 not be twisting the face all around when you're putting right i thought that was cool yeah there's i have a lot of
0: really bad putts that are out on youtube right now so if you want to go watch some really bad putting strokes just go watch one of the videos that i'm in i can't wait to see. I'm I, going, I, occasi- I'm going. occasionally i make some but a lot of a lot of misses out there but well, we're going to fix that there you go that's fix why i'm here fun stuff yeah. i enjoyed it first of all right i appreciate you taking the time to come
1: down because i every teacher to me when they come down means a lot to me because i know if you're not teaching you're not making money so i respect the fact if you care enough to come do that i also want to show you a good time and have you get something out of it so hopefully you have i have thanks Wayne, you're the best ever i mean you've put up with me for god knows how long be honest i could probably use a lesson but uh uh, and cody man it's been fun getting to know you and uh hopefully this isn't the only tour coach podcast you're on we're going to do this more and yeah. uh, and hopefully we'll keep getting you better but it's been a blast getting to know you and also just tremendous respect for what you guys are doing because it's cool watching people change the landscape of what golf's about out there and expose it to more people so kudos to you guys for doing all you're doing Thank you. Awesome, and I just saw Bushnell little spot up there on the women's golf thing. So go Bushnell. See, shout out to my sponsor. All right, we'll be back next week.